issues of isolation for those people who are introverts and who like being alone. It can be a good thing because it's something that they like, but it can also be a bad thing in the sense that it can take them further into isolation or depression without them realizing it. Sometimes too much of a good thing is not a good thing, so to speak. And you are forced to, whether you live by yourself or not, you are forced to have your connection with people via FaceTime, email, texting, Zooming, or any other type of social media. And if you are seeing people in person, such as your neighbors, you're having to practice social distancing. And at times it can actually seem a little bit awkward, so to speak. During this time, the best thing for us to do is to try to involve ourselves in some type of structured activity every day and preferably at the same time every day and if it's not at the same time at least it's some type of normalcy where we're doing that particular activity every day unpredictability is one of the leading factors of creating trauma slash PTSD in our lives. And so it's best for us to try to have any type of normalcy and structure in a very out of control and unnormalized situation that's going on in our world right now. And so what some of us have done in order to feel secure in our lives, we have adopted our homes, our cars, addictive behaviors, our jobs, our material possessions as fill-ins for our safety and security. And this global pandemic does not discriminate based upon our socioeconomic status, nor our ethnicity or nationality. Everyone has been effect affected in every area, whether it's emotionally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, financially, socially, in every area, we've all been affected. And for some of us, where our love language might be the language of touch, the social distancing, in that sense, could literally eat a person alive. And so and during these times, what do we do in a state of out-of-control bringing that state from out of control 24-7 to having some type of control. 
we're remembering over in Hebrews, our scripture verse that says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. And what does that mean? God is our only constant in the world, period. It's not going to be the spouses. It's not going to be our children. It's not going to be boyfriends or girlfriends or our friends for that matter. It's not going to be our bosses. The only consistent, constant thing in our lives is Jesus Christ. However, in order for us to maintain some sense of control and consistency, there are some things that we can do in order to help ourselves. And those things would be eliminating as many ruminating thoughts as possible. And those ruminating thoughts are thoughts that we're having that are negative. And then we're thinking of everything in relation to that negative thought that we can add on. Like we're just going through this whole history of trauma we've had or a whole history of how someone has wronged us. So we want to eliminate as many ruminating thoughts as possible. The ruminating thoughts go nowhere. They just ruminate. They just keep going on and on. They don't, and they're ruminating thoughts because there's no plan or action of how you can, or anything that's helpful to get out of those thoughts. If we're in a situation of being stuck at home, with our stay-at-home lockdowns, etc., then there's just more time to ruminate over how many people are dying, how many people are being tested, how many more places are going to be possibly on lockdown, what other freedoms are going to be taken away from away from us, which leads to more fear and anxiety and dread. Nothing but fear, anxiety, and dread of ourselves dying, of our family members dying, of our friends dying, our co-workers. I mean, we could just go on and on with that list. So it's one thing we can do in this out-of-control crisis is limit our exposure to discussions and viewings of deaths and everything that's going on in the world. And limiting our exposures is not the same thing as pre- of denial and pretending like what's going on is not going on as I did for years in my marriage to turn the other way and like I don't see what's happening. That's not healthy as well. That's being on Fantasy Island. And that's not what we want to do. We want to acknowledge what's going on and fully acknowledge it and not fully acknowledging what's going on and then later acknowledging it. That is basically a precursor to uh, self-pity developing. Oh, boy, it's me. Look what's going on in my life when this is what's going on with everyone. Everyone has something going on. This is a global pandemic, but denial will set ourselves up for that to pretend like it's not happening with it when it is. And then on the other side, we have the overindulging. Where we're focusing 
on the numbers. 3,000 died today, 4,000 died today, 5,000 died today, total in the whole world. Or how many new cases, when we over-focus on it, we end up reliving it. And by us being at home, our mind is just constantly focusing on these things, which is bringing up more fear, anxiety, and dread. And more room, more space for the devil to get a foothold. What are some of the things that we can do in order to feel some sense of control in all of this? We can set a schedule for reading books that are life-giving. Standing outside and getting fresh air for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Walking for exercise. Listening and watching to life-giving podcasts, to Christian podcasts. Watching the birds and other creatures in nature as they move about and listening to them intentionally. Listening to praise music and preaching and uh reading blogs, watching good, wholesome family movies and Christian movies and movies with good content and that do not have a whole world of disastrous things, which is what we are already dealing with. Coming up with new recipes based upon whatever ingredients that you have in your pantry or cupboards at home. We can't control our meetups with our friends when that takes place. We don't have the freedom to choose where things are going to be available at the grocery store or what we want to do when we want to do it. But we do have the freedom to choose our thoughts, to choose the words that come out of our mouths, our mealtimes for home, our exposure to everything that's going on regarding the pandemic. The length of time we spend on social media to numb us out. Finding blessings and gratitude in the craziness. What we do in our free time. And when we come up with different ways of what we can control and what we can't control, that is very helpful. It is also helpful to allow ourselves to be angry and to tell God, you know what? I'm angry about this and I have done it. And just to be real, because when we're not being real and he already knows our thoughts, he knows our hearts anyway, it interferes with our worship and praise. And so just being real with him, you know what, Lord, I'm upset about what's going on, about not that you did this, Lord, but that you allowed it, that you didn't stop it. And just be real with him and telling him your thoughts and your feelings and asking him to help you to have some type of sense of control. And then lastly, we want to press in and allow ourselves to feel the feelings instead of using social media and whatever addictive patterns of behavior to numb ourselves out with everything that's going on. We want to press in and remind ourselves to feel. I hope that something that was said in this episode would jog something in you 
in your memory or maybe what you did or did not do or could or could have done differently. And I want to thank you for listening to episode 61, Out of Control in a Crisis. Until next time. Turn those valleys into places to learn Instead of burn and perish away In nights never so cold Without His grace How could I say That I've seen the world from His great love How could I know what He could love Again.